Welcome to What Healthy Couples Know That You Don't, a podcast dedicated to helping you create the relationship you truly want. Choices Matter in Our Relationships, Episode 62. This is Rhoda. Today we're going to talk about choices because they define our lives and our relationships. Choices can run the gamut of large, should we have kids, to the more medium-sized choice, should I punish my partner who's done me wrong. Many of the choices we make are done without thinking or awareness because they are bad habits. What makes you more mentally healthy is being aware of having choices and making them. Paying attention to your choices can improve your relationship instead of knee-jerk bad habits that don't require any thinking at all. Many times you hear characters on television or in books saying they didn't have a choice. That is simply lying to themselves. While you may believe your habit of being angry easily is not a choice because it happens so darn fast, but you do have a choice. You have the choice to do the work of learning to interrupt the trajectory of your anger. And may I suggest wearing a rubber band. Many choices cannot be divided simply into good or bad. Many choices, like where to live, have trade-offs. Every location has a different set of strengths and weaknesses. This is also true of most choices. The upside of fast anger is feeling powerful and in charge. The downside, it pushes people away from you. If you have a need to always be right or to win, then you want all the choices to flip in your favor. And that's not really a useful attribute in a relationship. You have to sign on to the belief that two heads are better than one. You need to be open to different ways of doing things. You need to be able to negotiate instead of demand. Adults who need to be right are often not as flexible. Flexibility is useful for relationship success. Increasing your ability to be flexible is a great choice to improve your relationship. Our choices define us. Our choices are how we decide what's important. One of the choices that we all struggle with is the truth that the right thing to do is often the hardest thing to do. It's easier to lie than tell the truth. It's easier to avoid than talk about hard things. It's easier to believe you are keeping a secret to protect your partner or to not hurt them when really you are protecting yourself, the secret keeper. It can be very hard to let your kids make their own mistakes instead of running interference. Parents making choices for kids interrupts their own experiences. Experiences, including bad ones, help us learn and grow. Kids need the practice because choices are going to make up the rest of their life. 
Couples learning how to make choices together practice the skill of negotiating. This may require 25 conversations to soften the differences. Your two hard edges are banging into each other. The conversations help both people shuttle back and forth between both points of view and assumes there is value to both. What couples most often do is interrupt the shuttling back and forth to campaign for their own beliefs. It's really important to understand that shuttling back and forth is what helps you to examine what's reasonable, what's unreasonable, what's worth it, what's not worth it, or what's better about each idea. What are the drawbacks? Two people who can respectfully explore each other's ideas means you don't have to be enthusiastic, but you do have to seriously consider your partner's possibilities. That's a choice that will lead to relationship longevity. I can't begin to tell you how important that shuttling back and forth is. That's a lot of what I do when I'm working with a couple. I'm shuttling back and forth and helping them to see and understand each other's point of view. And I do believe you're fully capable of learning that. Deciding to be partners means choosing to be influenced by each other. You can see that clearly evolving in the movie Green Book. The working class driver, Tony Lip, allows himself to be influenced by the classical pianist, Dr. Shirley, when he is writing letters home to his wife. The respect of allowing another to influence you is the power of partnerships. Choices about money can be very difficult. I've seriously challenged my individual clients who tell me they have a secret credit card with debt that their partner does not know about. It's important to be honest and decide together what the financial priorities are. And all the financial advice books will tell you to get rid of your credit card debt first and foremost. And that's absolutely unlikely to happen without your partner knowing about it too. Choices about having more stuff don't seem as beneficial to me as investments in education and experiences. I used to pay 50 bucks to the county to rent a hayride for my kids' party every October. I personally dreaded all the chaos and work of it. And I also felt it was totally worth it for the memories that I was creating. I remember paying for modeling school for my daughter. Very clear it was all hype and hoping still that it would help her experience more self-confidence so it would be worth it. From listening to clients and a November 2018 cover article in The Atlantic, The Sex Recession, I know people are giving up on paying attention to their sex life. Ten times or less a year is considered non-sexual, according to Barry McCarthy. 
Not having sex or letting it slip away is not a healthy choice. Who doesn't want an orgasm? If you've been neglecting sex, I hope you will give a listen to episode 60. It has excellent advice from Steven Snyder on low desire and how to rekindle the excitement for a couple. Another choice that people do badly is not dealing with problems, pretending they will go away if ignored. It's a favorite couple's activity as far as I'm concerned. What made me think about this was getting a text from someone from a long time ago asking for another referral because the couple's therapist I suggested was overly concerned about alcohol as a problem for one of the people. I bet you it's a concern that they are choosing to ignore. Denial is a greater force than love or hate, and it's one of my favorite sayings. Like an alcoholic, believing they can drink in moderation and believing the disease won't sneak right back in. The bad habit of avoiding and neglecting difficult things does not work in relationships. I have a ton of admiration for people in recovery because they learn to value the grueling process of truth and addressing hard things, and they don't believe in avoiding them anymore. They practice that choice over and over by working the steps, and they pursue a very difficult journey in recovery. And they're some of my favorite people to work with. Our culture operates out of fear, and fears interfere with making better choices. Take a moment and look back on the last time you made a fear-based choice. You let something go unspoken. You decided to drink when you knew you already had enough. You didn't go after a better job. You didn't take a risk that you wanted to or that you avoided doing something because you were afraid to make a choice or afraid to make a mistake. Fear cannot get the best part of your life trapped. You have to find your courage and make better choices. Manipulation is another choice I'm not a big fan of, and lots of people do it and love it. Allowing yourself to be manipulated, playing games to get what you want, is a choice. Deciding you deserve to be loved no matter what is a choice that leads to loneliness. Profound loneliness. Exaggerating your feelings to get what you want is a choice that you may not be aware of to begin with, but you sure can learn about it and change it if you want to. What would be the opposite of all of these bad choices? Learning to share power instead of manipulate or play games. If you decide to let yourself be manipulated, you're not learning to share power by fighting for your point of view. Sharing power, while not easy, is a key to relationship longevity. 
We all want to win in some primitive part of our brain. Probably the amygdala hijacks us. We have to be willing to give up our need to win and not see it as losing. We have to decide to lubricate the idea that there is validity to our partner's point of view. We trade in winning for the belief that two heads are better than one. My challenge for you today is to ask yourself, what are self-defeating choices that you make in your life? Let me give you some examples. Your temper, defensiveness, negativity, unrealistic expectations, criticalness, indecision, people-pleasing, worrying, perfectionism are just a few examples. Think about what life-enhancing choices do you make. Some ideas, trying new things, using your talents, honesty, fairness, curiosity, and taking action out of your curiosity, accepting someone else's faults, being a good friend, keeping your commitments, recognizing your own faults, and improving your self-awareness, one of my personal favorites. Ask yourself, if you had more courage, what is a new risk you would pursue? I'm putting together an inexpensive webinar that is designed for overly generous people pleasers who end up too often in lopsided relationships. You'll find it on the courses page of my website soon. I really appreciate you listening and I'm proud to announce my website therapyideas.net has a whole new look. Check it out. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to What Healthy Couples Know That You Don't. If you have enjoyed the show, please leave a rating and review on iTunes and help get the word out. To learn more or connect with Rhoda, visit therapyideas.net.